everyone. Welcome back from two weeks off of the Autism Science Foundation Weekly Science Podcast. This is Alicia Halliday. I'm back and I'll be doing weekly podcasts from now until the end of the year. Now, I've been wanting to report on a topic since I heard about it on a CDC webinar a few weeks ago, but I was really missing data on it and I wanted to see a peer-reviewed publication rather than just statements and supposition. The topic is food insecurity during the pandemic and how it's affecting families with autism. Now there's a publication out. It's linked in the podcast summary. And we're lucky enough to have one of the authors on that publication be interviewed for this podcast so that we can really explore the issue and determine what exactly has been going on and how they know. There's also been a second publication that replicated the findings of the first one, and I'm going to be talking about that one myself. So without further ado, let's learn what's going on in the community. So many people have been dealing with food insecurity since the pandemic. Not just autism families, but everyone have lost their jobs, been furloughed, had hours cut, are struggling with unemployment. Lines at food banks have been astounding and heartbreaking. Many families have either donated to food banks with food, their time, or money to help alleviate this problem. There are new, more local efforts popping up everywhere, including near where I live in New Jersey. We just didn't have enough food to feed everyone before the pandemic, and since then, it's gotten worse. Dr. Arun Kapoor, who's the Director of Data Science at Autism Speaks and is an expert at pulling data and analyzing it, looked at this issue specific to the autism community, and what he found will shock and disgust you. Families on the spectrum are actually experiencing more food insecurity than other groups, and this is even worsened by racial and ethnic disparities like being Black or Hispanic. I can't think of a more important topic to discuss, and to prove it, my daughters and I are volunteering at a local food bank distribution site later this week. There's a lot of steps that goes on with food distribution, and you can get involved. Collect food, sorting food, handing out food, bringing food to local shelters, and figuring out nutritional values of the food that you're donating. Sure, I donate Girl Scout cookies at the end of the year to the local food bank, but they also need things like canned soup, pasta, peanut butter, and other nutritious offerings. So I gave Arun five questions and he answers them here expertly. I'm gonna go ahead and share them with you so you know what to expect, but he'll be answering them one by one. First, I wanted to know what led him to study this topic and why he even thought there might be a glimpse of a problem. I asked him how he studied it. I asked him what were the findings, and that was not just in comparison to other groups, but of course, across racial and ethnic lines as well. And what does this mean? And certainly what can be done about it? So I want to introduce you to Dr. Arun Kapoor from Autism Speaks. In the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic in March 2020, our autism response team members reported an explosion of inquiries related to community-based supports among our callers. One of the questions they often got is, how do we shop online to get food delivered to our home? We know from our prior research that families of individuals with autism spectrum disorders or ASD experience high levels of stress when compared to families of individuals without ASD. So we wanted to do two things. 
examine what was the extent of food insecurity prior to the COVID-19 pandemic in the households of individuals with ASD and understand how they experienced food insecurity during the unprecedented public health disaster of the COVID-19. The first research activity helped understand the baseline level of difference in food insecurity among families of individuals with ASD and those without ASD. The second research activity aimed to measure how these disparities increased during the COVID-19 pandemic. So Dr. Kapoor, how did you study it? What database did you use or did you query families that called Autism Speaks directly? To understand the differences in experience of food insecurity prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, I utilized a nationally representative survey data called the National Survey of Children's Health. This is an annual survey that is administered to a nationally representative sample of households of children in the U.S. to report on their overall well-being. I combined data for the years 2016 2017 and 2018 to study the differences in food insecurity among households of individuals with ASD and those without ASD. To study the experiences of families during the COVID-19 pandemic, my colleagues and I developed an online survey that was administered on the SurveyMonkey platform. Families and caregivers across all 50 states that contacted our Autism Response Team call center and those who participated in our outreach activities were sent out an email link to our survey in the fall of 2020. We inquired about their experiences and challenges in the COVID-19 pandemic that also included specific questions related to their experience of food insecurity. We compared their responses to the nationally representative survey conducted by the U.S. Census Bureau called the Household Pulse Survey. And what did you find? What were some of the main findings both before and after the pandemic? At the baseline, that is before the pandemic, we found that households of children with ASD and intellectual disabilities were two times more likely to be food insecure than households of children without disabilities. Also, the households of children with ASD only and no intellectual disabilities were 1.5 times more likely to be food insecure compared to families of children without disabilities. So based on this research, one can infer that households of children with ASD experienced higher levels of food insecurity nationally compared to their peers without disabilities. In our survey that we administered in the fall of 2020, during the peak of the pandemic, we observed that families of individuals with ASD were four times more likely to be food insecure compared to families of individuals without disabilities. While many families responding to our survey indicated that they did not receive any support to access free food, among those that did said that they were likely to get food through their schools. So what does this mean and what can be done about it? Let's get down to business. These findings mean that families of individuals with ASD were food insecure prior 
to the pandemic in comparison with the general population. And then pandemic exacerbated these disparities, pushing families of individuals with ASD to experience extremes of hardship. Just to clarify again, food insecurity is the uncertainty that a family or household experiences in their ability to get the food they need. So while it is a broad term and it is not always equivalent to the idea of going hungry, past several decades of research has shown the detrimental impact of this feeling of uncertainty in access to needed food on health and well-being of individuals in vulnerable population. So to round up the question of so what, I'd say that experiencing food insecurity adds to the stress the families experienced during the pandemic with school closures and having to adjust to new routines of work and school from home. Also, access to food from schools indicated that the government's response to allow schools to support families that are eligible to receive free or reduced price lunch was an important source of support for our families. Food insecurity is a marker of underlying social, economic and health challenges that our community experiences on an ongoing basis. The COVID-19 pandemic exacerbated it and our research points to all the fault lines that exist in our social safety net that are designed somewhat inefficiently. Majority of the families that were food insecure said that they did not receive any support from their local food bank or soup kitchens or food pantries. This is troubling. Families should be equipped with strategies to gain access to needed food and it is possible that by equipping food bank personnel, we might be able to encourage a proactive and targeted outreach to our community. Many individuals with ASD also experience food selectivity, meaning that they have strong preferences for certain types of food. During the pandemic, many families that were receiving food stamps could not strategically purchase what, what they needed due to the store closures and policy barriers that prevented them from purchasing food online or pay for delivery fees. Our safety net policies must be upgraded to the 21st century challenges and opportunities. The process of enrolling and continuing to be eligible to receive food stamps are so cumbersome that many families find it hard to keep up. Our policymakers need to learn from the lived experiences of these families to use as many tools that are available to ensure delivering a compassionate support in the times of the need for our families. One positive finding that I'd like to report is that our families were more confident that they will emerge out of food insecure situations sooner compared to the general population. This finding indicates to me that the breakdown of social support resulting from lockdowns and difficulty from temporary changes at work and school were driving their experiences compared to long-term economic challenges. But the pandemic is far from done. Delta variant continues to rage across our country and the rest of the world. These findings should draw our attention to bread and butter issues for our families and help them find needed support through compassionate policymaking. And as I mentioned in the beginning, this isn't just about one study or one spurious finding. Even though I'd still report on the one study, 
At the same time Dr. Kapoor's study was published, another paper from Purdue led by Anita Pajwani and Bridgette Kelleher did another analysis. They did their own study, albeit a little bit smaller, conducting an online survey of 200 autism families. They asked them not just about their food security or food environments, eating behaviors, and food availability, but then they also added questions on the overall and specific behaviors of their autistic children. First, they measure the change in different behaviors during the pandemic. Hint, hint, things like distractibility, arguing, hyperactivity, tantrums, sleep, crying, and repetitive behaviors all had issues. These are really troublesome on their own, and 74% reported a moderate to large change in the overall expression of these behaviors in their child during COVID-19 regulations. But the highest changes were the ones with incomes less than $50,000 a year. A greater percentage of caregivers reporting the large to moderate impact on the child's behavior reported also living in a household where they were food insecure or didn't think they had enough food. Now, low income and food insecurity were related, but not tied together because the statistical analysis showed that the food insecurity was what was driving these changes in autism-related behaviors. Children living in food insecure homes had an increased risk for moderate to large changes in overall behavior post-COVID-19 compared to those living in food secure homes, and that's regardless of income. Food security status, even after adjusting for income and demographic factors like race, exacerbated the behaviors, specifically hyperactivity, lack of sleep, aggression, compulsion, and self-injury were especially impacted by food insecurity. So by itself, food insecurity is an issue we should all be concerned about. So many of us go to the grocery store and have a food bin we put groceries into. Local churches have food banks. But it's especially important that we identify families with autism and food insecurities because food insecurity makes problems in these families even worse. Now, the authors have some ideas. I'm stealing them. I'm plagiarizing them. But I'm not really because I'm telling you they're coming verbatim from the authors. I'm repeating them because they're really good. I don't want to take any credit for them. They suggest that some countries provide financing for farmers to meet the demands of local communities and incentivize the distribution of high-quality foods to these vulnerable populations. They also suggest monitoring food prices in urban areas that have been hardest hit by the pandemic and also plan for other social protections. For ASD families specifically, provide extra behavioral supports to families with food insecurity And also, they're likely to have residual challenging behaviors even with these protections in place. Also, programs that deploy telehealth-based behavioral supports could help families manage the challenges that are coming up around food-related routines and changes. Providing wraparound social work and or mental health support for caregivers could also be another source of support. I will also say that I talked to a clinician, I won't name her, who was doing an online teleassessment and during the assessment, the mother opened up the refrigerator during the visit and it was pretty much empty. The clinician then called a local food bank and social services to help them and they were able to get some food. We all know better, let's do better. Let's reach out to families you know are affected with ASD, especially those low income families that you think may be food insecure and see how they're doing. 
If you don't want to go through a food drive, grocery store coupons are a great alternative to to provide support. Volunteer at a food bank, but also realize the pandemic is affecting families in ways we can't even understand sometimes, especially if it's not affecting us in the same way. Thank you for listening to this podcast this week. Thank you to Dr. Kapoor for this podcast. And thank you for Dr. Panjawi and Kelleher from Purdue University for their analysis as well. Talk to you next week. I'm going